Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Score North and scorenorth.com. <laughs> little, little trouble with the graphics there? It, it just wouldn't Our flash. I, I think I think a little, uh, there might have been a stream yard error there. It just kept going and stopping <laughs> and going and stopping. So. Couple void yep. years, I think. On our, uh, our, our graphics department is going to be uh, on the the roster chopping block here Life on Purple York. Daily. Uh, we are on the eve of the NFL New Year here, gentlemen. It is, I guess, it's NFL New Year's Eve. Although technically, it's not when the clock strikes midnight. Is it? Is it two o'clock Central Time tomorrow or three, three. o'clock? Cent- three o'clock Central. Okay. And Aaron Rodgers is going to wind up making his announcement, at, or maybe not. I don't know. He's going to be on McAfee at like noon Central Time tomorrow. Wake me when he does. I love him, man. He's just uh, by love him, I mean loathe him. Yeah, I just, just don't care. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm not going to hold anyone hostage here. We're all just waiting. Like Alan Lazard signs with the Jets for four years. So, so he so he supposedly presented a list of of guys he wants signed by to the Jets. He presented. Cobb, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Greg Jennings, Odell Beckham, and Jordy Nelson, and one other former player. Michael Finley. Michael Finley. Was he there with, with Bob Rogers? Or was he just a far guy? Oh, no. I, know if he I think was he there. was both. Pretty sure yeah. he was both. He was a very good tight Bub- end. For Bubba Franks. Franks. Yeah, Bubba he Franks. was just a far guy. I yeah. think. Keith Jackson. Ryan full. Grant coming out of retirement. Maybe. Way back when. Anyway, <laughs> what, an, what a piece of work. Yep, he loves himself some Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this, by the way, is a live edition of Purple Daily here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. So thanks to everyone for hanging out with us here. I think this is now our third episode today, <laughs> just recapping the day's events here. So uh, we're going to get to the Kirk Cousins cap conversion. Say that five times fast. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins cap, cap conversion. conversion. Kirk Cousins cap conversion. Kirk Cousins cap conversion. Too much can go wrong. What, what is it? Done. What does it mean? Uh, Garrett Bradbury is back as the Vikings starting center, so we'll get to that and a couple other things here. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Learn more at TCL.com. So do you guys want to start with, uh, well, I think I know where you want to start. Kirk Cousins probably, right? So Bradbury's back. We'll get to that. Yeah, I think Kirk Cousins is a good starting point. So here's what happened today. And this is where, man, the NFL salary cap weeds are like a U.S. Open golf tournament, man. Like just Fescue. put yeah, put your goggles on and just, yeah, same to you. just dive in. So we're going to get in the weeds here. So Kirk Cousins has one year left on his contract. But there are two void years also attached to it. 
So he's under contract for 23, but because they kept at one point after the, the first three-year deal was done or before it, they, they, they did this twice. They were looking for immediate cap relief, so they borrowed from current seasons and shoved money into the future, cap money. And, and, and last year, their, their tactic was to put two void years on the end. So he got an extension, and then they smoothed it out even further into void years, which means you're paying the tab for a guy when he's not on your team. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. So they already had that set up. So what they did today was they took his $20 million roster bonus, converted it to a signing bonus. So he was going to get this money anyways on, like, the 17th. So it's just a mechanical tweak that you can do as a front office. You can convert that roster bonus to a signing bonus. He gets the money just like he's getting the that plus his $10 million uh, base salary. So he's getting the $30 million bag regardless. But when you, uh, when, you, when you convert that, you spread. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Judd, but you essentially spread that over the length of the contract. Um, so they're taking a $20 million chunk and they are smoothing it over the two void years, lowering his cap hit this year from $36 million to $20 million. So it's $16 million in cap savings for this year. But you're putting $28.5 million now, including the money you shoved into the future beforehand. You're putting $28.5 million in cap space, dead cap, I should say, not cap space, dead cap, into the 2024 bucket. When he's not under contract anymore, yeah, they so could have just swallowed the thirty-six million, correct? And they would have still been on the hook for twelve million cap next year, correct? They, so they basically moved sixteen million freed up for this year and put it into next year, which is sort of the opposite of what they did with Adam Thielen. And so, despite um, the and so despite the fact that there is now the the void years now run four years deep through two thousand twenty-seven. 2025, 26, and 27, he does not count against the cap. It all accelerated into 24 now when, as you said, Phil, his contract is done at this point, and it's going to count $28.5 million against the cap. Um, I got two thoughts here. One is, does this does this possibly end up with another extension of some sort and trying to play with his contract? Or... Or does this, is there something we don't know here? Um, now, I understand that the cap is going to, the, the Vikings are in good shape for 2024, March of next year, as far as the cap goes. So they're going to have more cap room, even if they take this cap hit. This is the first move, though, I really don't like. I, I, I mean, with the feeling thing, you sort of swallowed hard, right? And said, okay, we're going to, we're really going to absorb some substantial short-term pain. And I'm like, yeah, good. It's finally time to do that. And then with this, I suppose to sign guys, you felt like you had to, but twenty-eight million plus is twenty-eight million plus of dead cap. Can't say I love this, so, unless there's something I don't get, which is very possible because it's a lot of math. I think it signals, and again, we're, we have to kind of we're kind of left to speculate on this one a little bit because you know the, all we know to this point, we know what's been reported, which is Cousins and the Vikings have had contract extension discussions per Quasi himself. Cousins camp wants as much guaranteed money and stability as possible. And the Vikings want as much flexibility as possible. So to me, this signifies that these two sides have been talking for weeks and weeks. They can't come to an agreement on an extension, but the Vikings need 
two things. They need to be cap compliant by tomorrow at three o'clock. And this is one easy way to do it. And they are now, they're now under the the salary cap after doing this. Um, but it, it, it could also mean that they've come to a point now where like they, there's no way to do an extension, but they also now have kind of run out of other ways to create a lot of cap space for this year. And they might have a cornerback that they want to sign that, you know, we've talked about right. a few of the names out there. They, there might be, maybe they want to bring DJ Chark in as a wide receiver free agent. Right. Mm-hmm. And they do need some cap space to make that happen this year, but they've already kind of burned the Adam Thielen card, right? They've, they've decided that they're going to eat a bunch of, of that cap. We don't know what's happening at this point with Harrison Smith. Maybe that breaks at some point during this live episode. So we have to just kind of let this thing play out. I think it means it's like the official stamp on no extension, but we're going to swallow this a little bit more into next year than we initially planned. You might say, well, couldn't they just have done a restructure on Brian O'Neill? Yes, and they might still do that. But could they also be saying the guy's coming off Achilles tendon surgery. Do we really want to be shoving a ton of cap hit on Brian O'Neill at age 29, 30 into future seasons, or would we rather just be a little careful doing that, you know, make sure he's healthy um, until we shove more money into 2024, 25. So it it looks like according to the calculations right now, and this again remains incredibly fluid, that the salary cap projected for 2024 is $256 million. According to over the cap, so this is 24, not 23, According to over the cap, the Vikings cap space right now with this Kirk um, contract restructured is ninety seven point one million dollars. That that's their cap space. That's so they fourteenth most in the league. Yeah. By the way. So they do have some room to play with here. Um, this is the first move they've made. I don't love at all, but I'm curious what they're doing too. Like this might not be it. Who knows? There yeah. there could be more to come. But um, yeah, I, I mean. There is no question that as of right now, there has been no progress on an extension with Kirk, because if there was, that just gets done right now. And, you know, keep in mind, I believe Thursday was the day that he was due um, $15 million as a roster bonus that's going to end up being 20 The last five is due in September, and this accelerated that. So this was that cash being paid out immediately. So, so here, here's another thought, too, because I'm looking at the same list you are here for 2024 cap space. If you were to cut Harrison Smith, Zadarius Smith, and Dalvin Cook, let's say, in the next few days, or or trade them, I think ideally you'd like to trade them. But if you were to if you were to say goodbye to those guys, eat some of the cap penalties for 2023, you would clear another fifty plus million dollars off your books for 2024 mm-hmm. by saying goodbye to those three guys via trade or cutting them you would then have the third most cap space of any team in the NFL for 2024, including the Kirk Cousins dead money that we just talked about. That might be it. So they might be saying, well, this is the path we're on here. We're already going to have like top three cap space. Let's, let's free up a little. Let's okay. Let's not go quite that far. Let's free up some money. This, you know, this next week or so to sign some free agents. So that's, I mean, I guess that's the best educated speculation we can give you on sort of the, why they decided to do this with, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think this is kind of signifying that they don't want to, at least for now, play ball. They don't want to play ball with an extension. They want to ride this out. They don't want to keep kicking the can down the road to the to the degree that they just made. He's 35 years old, and they also recognize that they have to have a, as their own regime, Kwesi and KOC, 
the chance to draft a quarterback. And I know that's probably an awkward spot for Kirk to be in at this moment. And I, I, what is so interesting to me is, which is the same point I think brought up, I brought up to you guys this morning and yesterday is if Kirk is still kind of irked by this, then what happens? Like, is he good? Is he okay with the fact that he's going into this lame duck year or is he going to kind of put up a little bit of a fight saying, well, if you don't want me beyond this year and I'm a person who's looking always towards the future and my financial security, what does that mean for me going forward? And do I even want to be here going forward? It's interesting, too, because I, I read this afternoon that in order to add um, two more void years, so this now thing voids out through 2027, that Kirk had to okay that. So they they could have restructured him if they hadn't changed the term, but they did. And so by changing the term, they had to get his permission to do so, hmm. which, also, which also just, I, I mean, this entire episode is nothing right now but reckless speculation, and I love it. Recklessly speculating, I wonder if, if in Kirk's mind, this means, hey, there's dialogue, if he wants to stay here. Like, this is all, there's a lot of questions here we don't know answers to, um, including, like, to Declan's point, is Kirk not happy? But if he okayed it, he might think there's dialogue again. There, there are, dare I say, a ton of moving parts that aren't going to quit moving probably until sometime during the spring. Not just this time. Yeah, I also see uh, I see people like praising Kirk for, hey, look, you know, Kirk lowered his cap hit Kirk. But it's it's no, he, he he's, not, he's not taking a pay cut, folks. Yeah, he's he's getting the exact same. And I saw that comment on the screen that, you know, Kirk is the new Bobby Bonilla, right? That's not true either. Kirk gets 30 million dollars cash for playing football in 2023. The accounting is what the Vikings are playing with, basically yeah. how that money hits their books. So Kirk, the Vikings aren't paying Kirk beyond 2023. He gets a $30 million bag this year regardless. They're just spreading out how it hits the accounting. Right. So this is where this is where the claim comes in that the cap is fake. Despite the fact it's not fake, this is where the claim is because you can basically you can the accounting of the salary cap doesn't really account for what the person gets in their yeah. bank account immediately. So I think that's where we run into the issue of the salary cap's a bunch of BS, which it's not. It, again, comes home to roost at some point in time. Yeah. But by doing this and by creating void years, which, by the way, again, I'll say this for the fourth time in four days, eliminate them. This void year thing, I think, is just silly. It is super weird. It's it unnecessary. Is, uh... Like, if you've, if you've gone too far down a path financially, why are you allowed to clean it up for the sake of, like, okay, I might be fired in four years. Yeah. So, you know, the new GM can just eliminate void years. I don't think anyone's going to complain besides the people that do the finances. So what do you think? Let's just let's get out of the financial weeds here for a second. So um, so they've they've tweaked his contract for accounting purposes, but they haven't done anything to extend the actual length of time. He's the Vikings quarterback. He is the Vikings quarterback in 2023. What is the percent chance he is the Vikings quarterback in 2024 at this point? I think it grew a little bit today. I think there's more. I think there's probably more wiggle room potentially, but I still don't think it's great. Um, if you, if I am going by percentage, I'm going to say right now I think there's about a 20% chance. So it's there. Wow. It's pretty, there. Well, high. I can't. Look, it's Kirk Cousins, man. I can't dismiss him until he is gone. But that being said... 20% is about the about the smallest I can go. So to me, it's not 
that huge yeah. because the precedent before us, but he's always, this is the first time he hasn't gotten exactly what he wants. And you guys were still talking about a guy who basically got a $20 million check today. Well, he, he could, uh, he could also, what if he has a big year? Cause you know, the defense is very much in flux. The offense, they brought Brad Bradbury's coming back. Your two tackles are coming back. Hopefully O'Neal comes back from the Achilles surgery, right? You know, but the offensive line is basically going to be intact. Maybe you, you add some depth there. Um, losing Thielen doesn't negatively impact you a lot. You'll probably wind up signing or drafting a wide receiver. And Hawkins in the round for a full year. So the offense likely doesn't go back. It probably goes forward, I would think. And so if, if Kirk has another big season, right, and maybe maybe Kirk has more fourth quarter comebacks or whatever it may be, there is still a chance that at the end of the day they could come to an agreement Hey, why don't we run this thing back for like two or three more years or something? I guess there is there is that chance if they love what he does in year two of the KOC system. He's healthy. Yeah. He's showing no signs of decline. Yes, but at the end of the day, I st- I think twenty percent maybe sounds a little high even to me. I th- I think this greases the skids for the Vikings to draft a quarterback in two thousand twenty three or twenty four. If he if they draft one here in a few weeks, he'll sit behind Kirk. If not, there'll be kind of a blank canvas in 2024. But I think today actually made it less likely he is the quarterback in 2024. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm at like 10%. Um, I think it fell. I think it fell from about 25 or 30% because everything was so fluid in general with this week that who knows, maybe they would have just said, you know what, let's let's give him in a long-term extension or give him an extension that helps us kind of be locked into Kirk while we're still waiting things out if we, they don't love a quarterback in their eval process right now to get one. But I think if you're just basically paying these void years out over time, over multiple seasons, I think the writing is on the wall that this is the last season. So I'm at like 10%. Right. But they're not, unfortunately. It's all in one lump sum, $28 million. Because the, so the void, again, this is why it's BS. The void years are fake as as far as those last three years. There's no cap hit. You you just kept adding on to kick the can into 24. Um. I think Phil's right, though. I think it's fluid. I, I really do. And, and if Kirk is good, I think Kirk might come back. I think there's a fighting chance. Kirk will not be gone until Kirk says he's gone. Feels that way sometimes. Yeah, he did, by the way, credit to Kirk. So he did a video with the uh, Pardon My Take crew, or at least with, with PFT Commenter. And they so it was PFT Commenter and then another guy from Barstool, and it was Kirk in kind of a Sandlot setting. I retweeted I, this for my Phil Mackey account. And uh, PFT commenter says, all right, let's uh, let's do a little, just a little scenario here, Kirk. You're going to be the quarterback, so I'll be TJ Hawkinson, and uh, he'll be Justin Jefferson. And uh, all right, you good with that? He goes, yep, yep. Uh, So it's fourth and eight. And so Jefferson's going to be running a route up over here, and I'm I'm TJ Hawkinson, and I'm going to be running underneath here. And so uh, what, what do you do? And Kirk goes, is Jefferson double covered? And uh, PFT commenter goes, yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's Justin Jefferson. I'm TJ Hawkinson, but I'm three yards past the line of scrimmage. The season's on the line, fourth and eight. What would you do? And Kirk goes, all right, here's what I would do. And he drops back and he throws the ball deep to Justin Jefferson and the the kid catches it. So I, I will give Kirk credit. He's doing the media rounds, mostly with Barstool here. I'm guessing his publicist has said, hey, man, let's get you out in the good graces here. You got a contract yeah. coming up here. People think you're the same old guy clowning on you so i will give him credit for self-deprecation and for uh for owning this one i'd rather him just make the play aggressively in the moment than have to come back and do like the funny guy media tour punchline thing but he's owning it he's being self-deprecating so credit to Kirk. and you know what 
the guy in Green Bay has done him like Kirk Cousins right now because Rodgers is such a bleep hole. Yeah. Kirk Cousins to me becomes much more palatable because I watch the crap that Rodgers is doing and think, well, you know, Kirk ain't near that bad. So I actually think he helps him out. Dude, Rodgers. I, I can't take it anymore. He's just, if you're if you're a Jets fan at this point, I know you were all excited like a couple days ago. I'm not excited. Aren't anymore. you already sick of him if you're a Jets fan? Well, especially when he's like, I want you to bring Randall Cobb in. I can see Alan Lazard. Yeah, but they Lazard, also already I, have a couple really good wide receivers. Yes. They have one of the one of the best young wide receivers. Uh, is it Elijah Moore too? Is the second round pick from a couple of years ago too? So, you know, is he going to bring Randall Cobb in and force the ball to him instead of the young receivers that have upside? You like know what? what? Publicly, Favre never went anywhere this far. Like Favre was annoying, but this is this is off the charts. Like he Don't is you making think if there, Favre if there like was a side a, like a YouTube Pat McAfee situation, the Favre would have taken advantage back in. I mean, YouTube yeah, existed back in two thousand seven eight, but not to this level. Yeah, but at least it would have been entertaining. I feel like Aaron is just. I I think I feel like Aaron thinks that he's smart and funny, and he's not. Brett was funny. Yeah, I think Brett had a better no, read on the room. Brett yeah. had a better feel for sort of well, like what people thought about him. Brett also had the great aw shuck Southern act going. And like used it to a just a T, and people actually gravitated towards that. I wonder what Aaron's teammates think too, because there's no the, the one thing that I know for certain is Brett's teammates, for the most part, Phil and you, you, you saw the same thing. They loved him. Mm-hmm. Like there was never a thing in the locker room, in my opinion, with Brett. Aaron's got to really weigh on guys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think uh, I think this is just some speculation, but also you know you and I have some eyes and ears on the ground in Green Bay too. I think Rogers' teammates love what he does for them on the field. He gets them, he gets receivers paid, he helps you win games, right? It's yeah. very transactional. But he's an eye roller. He's a guy that tends to shrink in big playoff moments too. And then he goes and does his thing in the offseason. Like, for instance, the Packers have to get younger. They bring in young wide receivers, or Devonta Adams is on the fence. And then no one hears from Aaron. Aaron just, like, goes on these retreats or skips out on offseason workouts because, and I get it, you're, like, 40 years old. You've been in the league for two decades. But he doesn't seem like the type of guy that you would go to war with, you know, in the trenches as much as maybe Brett Favre was. Not at all. You guys want to peep the Adam Schefter tweet for some Vikings news right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What is this breaking news sounder worthy? Yeah, of course it is. What do we got? The Vikings and all pro long snapper Andrew DePaulo reached an agreement. Three-year deal, $4 million and uh. $2.5 guaranteed. The largest guarantee given to a long snapper. In NFL history? That's what the tweet says. Per his agent, and he tags the agent at yeah. Sean Stellato. SES. Amazing. Well, good for congratulations good for to him. Andrew DePaula making over a million dollars a year as a long snapper. 
It's a very thankless job being a long snapper. No one ever talks about you unless you screw something up. So good for him. This must uh, mean that the cap is fake. Because if you could pay your long snapper like this, then there is no cap. Yeah. So, Gar- all right, Garrett Bradbury here. Let's get to this. He re-signs a three-year contract, $15.75 million. Have we seen the guarantee on that yet? I'm not. We don't know. I've not seen any guarantee on it yet. I don't think it's out there yet. Just the financial. Probably like comes in at like probably eight, nine, ten million dollars guaranteed is 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 my guess. So correct me if I'm wrong, but when the Vikings decided to not pick up Bradbury's fifth year option, first round picks, you get to decide after year three if you want to pick up their fifth year option. They said no because he was terrible after his first three years. That puts him into a contract season in year four. He plays his ass off in a contract season. And I think they wind up getting him for less than half of what the fifth-year option number would have been, right? It would have been like over $10 million a year. That's what I was going to ask. I don't know. I think. Okay. So this is actually kind of a genius front office move to get a discount on a guy after a contract year. And assuming the guarantees are only like eight or nine, maybe $10 million, it doesn't lock you in for the full three years. So I th- I think it's a pretty reasonable deal. It's not like there were 10 different free agent center options out there screaming, you know, sign me. And uh, according to Kevin Seifert from ESPN.com, Bradbury's pass block win rate. That's right. Pass block win rate. Football. Mm-hmm. Was 94% last year, which ranked him 19th in the NFL among centers. So not a total train wreck. And uh, according to PFF, he was the 11th highest graded overall center. So, not a train wreck. He was not a train wreck last year, and now he's back as the Vikings. Congratulations, you were in yeah. a train wreck, young man. <laughs> so, the only thing that concerns me is, did he have a good year because he was challenged in a contract year? Like, that's the only, you know, but as far as the, the contract goes, I think it's absolutely fine. This, this is the type of contract and the type of deal, yes, and the thing is, and it's clear that it was important to the Vikings, and I do appreciate this, is that after all of these years of shuffling offensive lines, right, and back and forth and guys and starting jobs changing, you're now set at tackle. If the center can hold up, you're set there. And, again, I am willing to give Ed Ingram a chance at right guard. He started the entire year. I know it was not perfect, but – it is nice to have continuity there. And unless you were going to go out and spend on a center, and Phil, I think you're right. The market just was not that great. And plus, you're up against the cap. I think that this contract, incredibly fair. And um, I thought Bradbury might get more. He clearly didn't. So this is a win, I think, in the free agency, bringing guys back in. Yeah. I think a year I'm ago, people would, have, people would have been really oh, I would upset have, about this, right? I would have been complaining up and down. I would have been melting down about it a year ago. But, but he's no longer, I think for a while, you could say that he was either the, wink, the weak link on the offensive line or one of like two weak links. And uh, as smarter people than us say, it's a weak link unit. That If you have mm-hmm. five average dudes, you're going to have a rock solid offensive line. You're going to have you know few problems. Um, if you have one guy that's terrible, it all of a sudden drags other guys down and quarterbacks are pressured more often. And and he was the weak link largely for the first three years. He is still a weak link in pass protection, though, and that worries me a little bit, even though he took a step forward. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but sometimes you know, offensive line play can be weird where you just you figure something out in your third, fourth, fifth year, and then all of a sudden you're a new yeah. guy. And you know he's a pretty smart dude. 
Again, it's kind of a supply and demand problem here. The Vikings don't have anyone else on their roster. I have heard that Chris Reed is working out a lot at center this offseason. Oh, your spies are telling you that? Mm-hmm. And he will yeah. be back as the backup center. Yeah, I still don't want to see him much, but yeah, that's good. Um, the one thing I wonder, too, is, you know, it's not beyond uh, it's not beyond belief that the eventual replacement for one Kirk Cousins could be a mobile quarterback, which would make the pass protection game a little bit different. Makes it a little easier when you're... Yeah, that's a guy but, can take off. But that's kind of a Vikings indictment, too. Like, you've got a non-mobile quarterback, for the most part, and you've spent five years. This is the ultimate... If you're a, a Cousins crusader out there, if you're a defender, you're always going to be able to point to... Well, but I mean, the interior offensive line's been kind of a train wreck. What are you, what are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And that's somewhat accurate. I don't know that Cousins has ever been given a real fair shake, you know, in terms of, all right, you're going to play a full season, and the interior part of your offensive line especially is not going to be a problem. You know, that's always going to be something you look back on these last five years if, you play, if he winds up playing a sixth year here. Absolutely. Say, why, Absolutely. why didn't they shore that up? And as you said, the reasons why is partially because his cap hit was so high you couldn't go get a guard because yeah. you pay a lot for guards. It's weird, you know, the center market still seems to be suppressed a bit. Like, it doesn't feel like the majority of of centers come close to breaking the bank. With guards, that's changed. Mm-hmm. Like, we're seeing guards be paid like tackles used to be. Yeah. Yep, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's something, too, where if you have some cap space, it's really easy just to, like, go fix that problem by getting a guy in. And sometimes offensive linemen develop slowly, and you have to wait till they're 25 or 26. So maybe the good news for the Vikings is it took him a while, but maybe now if the back is not a problem, maybe he has found a new level of play that sustains for the next two or three years or so. And you're right, too, though, is until we see what he's guaranteed, like the contract looks okay now, but it's probably it's probably a better deal for the Vikings almost certainly than that. So like until we actually see what the uh, guaranteed money in that contract is, it's hard to say, but yes, I don't like what the Vikings did with Kirk's contract, but I think the Bradbury one's a good move. Yep. All right. As far as uh, other things that need to be decided still as we record this, or I guess uh, this is a live episode technically of, of Purple Daily here, Harrison Smith, Zadarius Smith, still floating out there as big question marks. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Some buzz surrounding his trade market potentially. And then uh, there's a bunch of free agents that are just sort of flying off the board. But in that cornerback bin, as we sit here and do this episode, Byron Murphy Jr. is still available. Bobby McCain is still available. Sean Murphy Bunting, who Doogie reported the Vikings have some interest in, available. Rock Yasin. So there are, I think, I really think they need to sign sort of like a, like a 25, 26 year old cornerback and then maybe even draft one to feel more comfortable about that room. And that move, if it does come um, at three o'clock tomorrow, I got to imagine that that move is going to be through what they saved by pushing um, Kirk Cousins contract. uh, The huge cap hit 28 million into next year and probably the O'Neill move. Like that's the only thing, because I could see them signing a Byron Murphy to a four or five year contract. That's fairly substantial. Yeah. Yeah, That's the that. only thing I could think of, which, which Phil sort of goes back to what you said the last couple of days, which is because of the cap space that you're going to gain in 24, you could, you could actually make a move with, with that intention, but to do it, you had to free up more cap space right now, which was going to, to have to come through like Kirk and, or 
O'Neill, or perhaps Harrison Smith being gone too. Yep. So uh, just on the on the cap space front, after the Kirk Cousins sort of reshuffling, every team now is compliant according to over the cap. So every team before you get too oh, deep the Saints into got, the Saints got compliant, huh? They did. They are now seven hundred forty thousand dollars under the salary cap. They must have cut their whole roster. Dude, the Bears, even after all of those agreements, which are factored in here, still have $45 million in cap space. Told you. Good to be the the Bears. Bears. It's good to be Ryan Pauls. The Vikings have $6 million in cap space right now, which is the fifth lowest amount. Only the Niners, the Buccaneers, the Giants, and the aforementioned Saints have less money to spend on uh, free agent players here. And there's, like we said, there's ways to, they, they could easily make a couple more moves and, create some more space here so any other thoughts on this let this latest wave of moves here i think if by the way if if we get a harrison smith thing of some kind you know we we may just talk to you tomorrow morning on purple daily but uh we'll kind of gauge it if some if something huge happens maybe we come back for a fourth bite at the apple today but any other final thoughts on this latest wave of vikings moves no that's it i uh i think the Bradbury move is good. The Kirk move, I want to see what transpires next. Because if they sign a cornerback now to a multi-year contract, I still don't love that decision, but it makes more sense. Um, but so far, so far, I give the Vikings a thumbs up. The Kirk thing was the first thing that I think I questioned in the last two days. Yeah. Need to see more on that front, right? If, no, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Suit, suit their logic. I'm not melting down yet. Dex, what, any, any final thoughts from you here on this latest wave? Uh, no, I would like to see them add a corner. I like to add them. I, I like to see them add one of those free agent guys here. I've seen yeah. a lot of go off the board. You know, you see Gilmore go off for a fifth round pick. And I know the Vikings have limited draft capital for this year going forward. So probably pretty, it would be pretty rare. I think if they were to trade this year's capital for something at this point with them having such limited picks, but with cornerbacks kind of going off here, kind of thought the Vikings would be able to get in on one of these guys. And so far they haven't. Yeah. They still would. Yeah, there's definitely a second and third wave of free agency here to come. So we'll see. We'll see. We got you guys covered here. We are the home for Vikings offseason news speculation roundups. Purple Daily, thank you for making this one of the most popular football podcasts in America in 2022. You guys are awesome. Uh, We're excited to uh, continue forward here through this exciting offseason period. If you missed reckless draft speculation with Thor Nystrom earlier today, Man, pour yourself a beer or a cocktail and kick your feet up, man. It was crazy. It's all going on right now, boys. It's all going on. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you the flag. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! We will catch you likely tomorrow, but we'll we'll be around if needed tonight on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. Just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.